this message is actually for me and i just wanted to share it with all of you last uh, few weeks or couple of months i've been struggling uh for some things in my life and and then pastor told me to share the word of god and i was really thinking back and forth but god gave me this verse for me and i really wanted to share with the church this is a wonderful time we celebrated christmas almost to the new year we are like today's 30th one more day and we will be in 2019 and i have brought like god really spoke to me from a chapter this is which is very overlooked most of the people whenever they read to that uh, reach that chapter may skip the chapter because i used to do that this is one of the chapters you really uh, don't take too much of interest reading um, but there are few facts about that chapter when we skip the chapter we skip the facts too so um i have asked pastor dale to bring the chapter to us um if you have a bible please i would want all of you to open your bibles i always love to have a printed bible with me but if you have it in the phone uh that would be great too so i would let pastor dale introduce the chapter and read it for us the reading of god's word from genesis chapter 5 genesis chapter 5 So if I stumble over some of these words, you see why he gave me this task. <laughs> this is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters, and Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. After the birth of Mahalalel, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. Mahalalel was 65 years he became the father of Jared after the birth of Jared Mahalalel lived another 830 years and he had other sons and daughters Mahalalel lived 895 years then he died when Jared was 162 years old he became the father of Enoch after the birth of Enoch Jared lived another 800 years and he had other sons and daughters Jared lived 962 years and then he died when enoch was 65 years old he became the father of methuselah 
After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years. Then he died. Kids, you have a picture of Methuselah with a long beard. 969 years, you can grow a long, long beard. When Lamech was 182 years, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Thank you so much, Pastor. That's a strange chapter, really, to bring right before New Year or right after Christmas. I know most of us would love to hear a sermon that is close to Christmas or close to something New Year. This chapter, I know, like, you may be like, Somebody lived, had such and such, had another sons and daughters, died. What is so big deal about this chapter? Why I'm bringing this to you? That was a question I have always asked in the past for myself too. Like, what is so important about this chapter? Why even the people who canonize the Bible put this chapter here? Forget about that. Why God himself, who inspired the word of God, put this chapter here? There is no role. There is nothing important. Somebody lived, gave birth to somebody, gave birth to some more children, and died. Right? That's common man's life. That's the life of most of us. Right? But there are a few things that are very, very crucial and important. That's why the Lord Almighty, all-knowing God, put that chapter for you and me to understand. Let's begin. Verse 1. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and he named them Adam in Hebrew Bible when they were created. Or Adama coming from dust. Adama means dust. So God named them human beings or mankind but an important part that God did what did God do we always say we are common people common man right common man common man look at God what did he say 
He made male and female, man and ladies, in his own image and likeness. He made male and female just like who? Just like God. And we always say, we are common man. Whenever you look yourself in the mirror, you see, you reflect the image of that almighty God. That's the great work God did. That's why this chapter is right here. And he says, God created human being as God. Just like him. That's the most important work that God really did. When God created this whole universe, what did he say? Come up. Everything came. He wanted to create sun, moon and star. He says, sun, come up. Moon, stars, everything. Just by single sentence, things came up. Let there be light. And the light was there. But when he created human being, he discussed with the Trinity. And he says, let us make man in our own image and likeness. He bent down. He collected the dust and he created you and me. Common man. What a common man, right? He created you and me where he had to bend down to create with his own hand. That's what he did. He could have just done it, okay? Human being, Adam come up, Eve come up, and we're just done with it, right? If he can create this whole universe with a single sentence, do you think that he cannot create you and me with his sentence? He could have, but he did not. Because you and I are very, very special creation of God. That's an important part in this chapter. But what common man did, that's what is right here. Adam was there. He sinned. Then what he do? He gave birth to Seth, which was in the image and likeness of Adam. Which, what does that supposed to mean? If he is in the image and likeness of Adam... He is also in the image of God himself, right? Who is the image of Adam? Uh, God is Adam. When Adam gave birth to Seth, Seth was in the image of Adam. What does that mean? It's like a Xerox copy, right? You have original. Then you take the original and make a Xerox copy. And then you keep the original on the side and take the Xerox copy and put the Xerox copy on the Xerox machine and take another Xerox. What happens? Will the third one will be exactly same as the first or it will be different? It will be same, right? That's what it means. 
when Adam gave birth to Seth, he was in the image of Adam. What does that mean? He was in the image of God. Seth was in the image of God. What does that tell to you and me? No matter how many generations pass after Adam, still everything that is coming is in the image and likeness of God. Nothing is changing. If nothing is changing, what exactly changed in human being? All Adam did, he gave birth to Seth. He had another sons and daughters. Then he died. Then you have Abel. Sorry. Then you have other people that came, gave birth, died. Genesis chapter 4. The first death is recorded. After that, Genesis chapter 5. All you see is death, 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 death. That's all you see. Gave birth, had another sons and daughters, died. But one person, one person's name is mentioned. Maybe the firstborn, maybe one of those who kept the name. Right? I keep the name of my dad. Ram Bahadur Sharma, Dil Bahadur Sharma, or Sanjay Sharma. And my son carries my name, Daniel Sharma. When Daniel will have children, he will carry Daniel's name, or my name, my father's name, whichever way you want to say. Just had picked somebody from the family who carried the name. That is what the humanity has done to God. God created man in his own image and likeness. And all we did was be common man. But there are few people in this chapter. That's why I picked the chapter. Let's go after Mahalalel. Jared, right? When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years and then he died. 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God, then he was no more because God took him away. So many generations and generations of common 
man who never realized the importance of being in the likeness and image of God. Here comes Enoch. Bible records. He walked with God, right? That's what he says. What did he name his son? Methuselah. What is the meaning of Methuselah? How many of you want to keep give the name as Methuselah to your child? You can only give name to your child as Methuselah if you walk really, really, really close to God and hear the whisper of God. I'll tell you why. What is the meaning of Methuselah? Anyone? Methuselah means when he dies, it shall come to pass. What is the meaning? When he dies, it shall come to pass. How many parents are here? How many times in a day you call your child by name? Million times. Methuselah was the prophecy for the whole humanity. That's why I said, you can only name your child Methuselah if you can hear the whisper of God. God is about to bring the flood. God is about to wipe away the humanity. Enoch heard the whisper. And he named his son Methuselah. Every time he called his son Methuselah. It, is, it was a warning for everyone who heard it. How many times? How many times you said you call your child by name? Million times. That means every day, million times, Enoch was bringing God's word to the people living at that time. Every time he walks from the door, he says, Methuselah. What does that mean? When he dies, it shall come to pass. Remember you human being. He is a walking prophecy. It is coming. Something is coming. The judgment is coming from the Lord. If that child dies, you know the judgment is right there. This did not happen over day. One common man forgot his legacy of just being a common man started walking with the Lord things changed many a times this is a problem with most of us my parents didn't do it my grandparents didn't do it they did not know God so I'm going to walk their path without knowing God just a simple common man. 
but this word says no the time has come that you break that silly thing of being just a common man when you start walking with the lord you're going to hear the whisper from lord's heart i know i'm i cannot name my child as matusala after especially after knowing the meaning and you know hebrews hebrew people n- never name their child simply oh because my neighbor's friend and his friend said let's name the child whatever you know papu or danny or whatever that's why i named him what is the meaning i don't care it's a popular name no that was never a jewish system they always name the child exactly to the situation or things when eve became pregnant she heard the prophecy genesis 3:15 god is going to give you give a woman child strength who is going to crush the head of the serpent now the salvation have come immediately she named her son cain i have begotten the man by the strength of god that's the meaning of cain and then she thought oh it's over the curse is over and then she suddenly becomes pregnant again and then she names her child abel what is the meaning of abel he is able that's what we think right uh, saying he is able is it the, what is the meaning of able willing willing anybody else no i'm not asking about the english able <laughs> the able in the bible wind vanity waste that's what eve named her second child she named him wind she named him vanity she named him waste of time that's what she named him and we know abel did not do anything he just died right we know that his name is there because he sacrificed the best but other than that do you know anything about abel nothing because that's what her mother thought abel was he was waste why i'm bringing this she thought cain was a great guy and he became a killer abel was waste but he is the first one whose name is written in the people who have faith other than that there is nothing more to really know about him here enoch names his child methuselah it's really difficult for me to really understand why because every time he calls his son he talks about his child's death do you imagine that 25th night 12 o'clock my son started having panic attack we tried to calm him down didn't work 15 minutes later i was in a car driving to emergency room fearing 
I don't know what's going to happen. He had 104 fever. Shivering. If I lose my child. Can't even think about the death of a child. Can we? And every time Enoch calls his child, he talks about the death of his child. When he dies, it shall come to pass. When he dies, it shall come to pass. When he dies, it shall come to pass. I would not dare to name my child like that. Unless I hear the whisper from God. Unless I hear or walk closely with God. And God says, remember my son. This is the prophecy for this world. As long as your child lives, there is a life in this earth. Once your child is dead, there is no life remaining. Your child's life is the life for this world. Hearing that word from the Lord, he warned the people. Watch people. Watch your step. Remember, when he dies, it shall come to pass. Be careful. The judgment is coming. Repent. Never worked. Because who we are? Just a common man. Don't really want to hear. It's really like for me and you, Methuselah means just one single word name, right? For Hebrews, every time they hear Methuselah, they need they understand the whole prophecy. I'm not talking about the people right now. I'm talking about the people that time. And then, after that, we see what happened. One common man changed his mind and lived forever. He never died. Bible never records about the death of Enoch. He says, Enoch walked with God and God took him. Next. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. After he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah. And said, and said, He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground that Lord has cursed. The prophecy transferred. Without Enoch telling Methuselah, or without Methuselah telling Lamech, without knowing, there is no way that Lamech named his son 
Noah as a savior. And history records the day Methuselah died, the flood hit the earth. One common man, Enoch, changed his senses and the things changed for the next generation. Enoch brought the message to Methuselah 969 years. This man carried the prophecy. We call Pastor Dale, we call Sanjay, we call Tori, we call so many people by name, right? Do we call? So every time somebody called Methuselah, what does that supposed to mean? Look at that man. When he dies, it shall come to pass. 969 years, Methuselah carried the prophecy. He not only carried the prophecy, he transferred the prophecy to his son Lamech. Dad, why did your father really name you Methuselah? This is why, my son. The day I die, things are going to change. Okay, dad. I understand that. And when he gives birth to a child, he says, I know, dad, when you die, the curse, the, there is punishment. There is a judgment coming. But here is my son who is bringing the salvation. To people from that punishment. Walking with the Lord. Hearing the Lord. Change things. And then we know the flood story. I'm not going to explain. And I already said. History records. The day Methuselah died. Flood hit the earth. Now, the arrow turns, the needle turns to me and you. We are living living among the common man. We might have lived as common man so far. New year is coming. The new day has dawned. What are we going to do with that? Are we going? If somebody records the history, is he going to say, Sanjay? Okay, let me tr- start here. Ram Bahadur gave birth to Sanjay. Sanjay gave birth to Daniel, and he had Hannah, and then he died. Is it going to come like that? What is going to come? Or is it going to come? He has walked with the Lord. And people around him saw the light. His walking with the Lord made the difference. Peter, John, Andrew, and Jacob whom we call James. Common fisher men. 
Jesus called them. They changed. Brought the message to this world. You and I are sitting here because of those common men changing their lifestyle of just being fishermen. Jesus called Matthew the tax collector who was sitting by the road making all the money. Call him. That common tax collector changed his mindset, his lifestyle, and you and I heard the word of God. Some common man someday have to change their lifestyle just being common man to bring the change. That's the question that's been asked to me this week. Am I going to just be a silly common man? Stay there. Do nothing. Are going to bring the difference. I know nobody got saved. Only there were eight people on the ship. It doesn't really make a difference to God. All difference that it makes to God is. You heard him or not. Were you able to hear him and bring his word to people. Whether people heard it or not. It doesn't really matter. What it matters is. Do you and I understand that you and I are made in the image and likeness of God. We are not just silly common man. We are not just called to do nothing. Just live a life, die, and that doesn't make anything, any sense. We are not called for that. God did his great work. There are a couple of people who did their great work. Now the time is knocking at your door and my door. What am I going to do with me? It doesn't really matter what my previous generation was. Let them be common man. But am I going to make a difference? I'm going to close with reading just a few verses from book of Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. If we are thinking that is just for me or just for us, no. There are some people, there were some people who changed their lifestyle so that you and I have witnesses in the past that can tell common man can change. Things can change. It's not too hard. Hebrews chapter 11 
is full of those people. If you really want to read. The Bible is full of those people who lived among the common man. But lived differently. Now the ball is in our court. What are we going to do with this? I would like to, Pastor Dale to conclude. And I want to bring leave this thought with you. Let us God deal with us or help us in this situation. Stand with me this morning. I just thank you, Sanjay, for God has, has been here. And I needed this word. God is preparing our hearts. Go ahead, Nick, if you don't mind, some music. I want to give you a chance to respond to this. It's 969 years I've thought about that. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Wanting all to come to repentance. He is abounding in love and mercy. Scripture tells us that he is slow to get angry. 969 years. That's getting that's slow to get angry. They had plenty of times. Right, and I believe the Lord is preparing our hearts. I believe this message is right on target. Right for me and for us. Because this year we are going to dedicate ourselves like never before. I, I'm, I'm dedicated myself to the, to the salvation of the lost. To purpose and design. And God has purpose and design on every one of our lives. And I just want to give you a chance. Maybe it's for your own soul. Maybe it's for you interceding for someone else in your life. But, but just if you want to step out and, and just bring a need. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over us. A prayer of, of, of God's faithfulness. Brennan and I were talking yesterday. I, I think in his life there's five generations of of people that have, have been following God. For some of you, you're the first you're the first in your family that has decided to follow God. But whether it's it's multi generations or the first generations, God has plans and purposes for every one of us. And I just want what a beautiful way to, to begin a new year and close out one of just dedicating ourselves to God is just as, as Nick sings through something, as we prepare our hearts for, for receiving what God wants you, would you just say yes to Him? If you've got a special need, just bring it here to the altar. And let's mind God this morning. God is here. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give it all to Him this morning. Jesus, 
We're giving it all to you this morning, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that has spoken to my heart today. God, we we are not just here going through the motions, but you have design and purpose. I, we are created in the image of God. And Lord, you have... You have divine purposes that you want us to accomplish, God. And we're saying a big yes to you, to your plans, and to your purposes today. God, I want to be like Enoch. I want to, I want to walk in close fellowship with you. God, he lived 365 years. God, we got 365 days in 2019. And I want to consecrate every one of those days to you, God. I want you to, to speak to my heart, God. I want to, I want to clear my ears, Lord, to hear clearly from you, to hear the whisper of God, and to be able to say, Thus saith the Lord God. Lord, thank you for Methuselah's life. Thank you for the for the prophecy of your coming judgment, God. And Lord, we sense that. We sense in these last days, Lord, that you're wanting to do some prophetic things. You're wanting to show yourself faithful. You who are abounding in love and mercy, you're slow to get angry. And while it is yet day, God, we have so much work to do, God. Oh, God, would you help us, Lord? Would you help me, Would you give us a new burden of intercession? God, I'm praying right now. Lord, I know this is a dangerous prayer to pray. But God, I'm asking you to raise up intercessors. God, we're going to press in in this year. You've been getting me ready. You've been getting us ready, God. We're going to snatch souls out of the hand of the enemy. Some that have been running from you for years. The prodigals are coming home. God, we thank you that you go after the lost sheep. You go after the lost corn. You go after the lost child. And so, God, we're going to press in. We're going to intercede, God. Would you give us a new burden of intercession? We're saying this morning, God, we're in. You can count on us, God. We plead the precious blood of Jesus. God, I thank you for victory across this sanctuary, across the lives represented today, God. I thank you for Joseph's testimony. God, there's other strongholds that must come down. And any strongholds in our lives. God, give us the give us the burden, God, to see it come down. I plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ over every stronghold. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, O oh God. So, Lord, against anxiety, against depression, against all substance abuse, God. Lord, I plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ. God, we're giving you these 365 days. We're giving you our lives. We're giving you our vessels, O oh God. We sanctify us today, God. Set us apart for a holy use, God. Lord, the struggles, maybe the situation relationship strongholds. Maybe there's been something that hadn't been right in our lives, God. But Lord, we're confessing that to you. God, just give us a new spirit of repentance, I pray. God, help us to change our mind. Help us to change our ways. Help us to change our hearts, God, as we truly get honest before you. God, we plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ over every need represented around this altar and in this sanctuary today, God. Lord, I'm believing you for new and mighty and great things. We consecrate ourselves this day, knowing that tomorrow you will do amazing things among us, O God. So thank you for your faithfulness. 
thank you for your goodness, oh God. Thank you for speaking to my heart today. God, I thank you for the word. God, as we go through these next few hours, as we go through these next few days, we're believing you, Lord, just like there was Noah was saved from the waters. God, my, by building an heart, God, let's build an heart for our families, for the salvation of our sons and our daughters, our fathers, our mothers, our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, oh God. Lord, we're dedicating ourselves this last Sunday of 2018, God. We're dedicating ourselves to you, to your plans, and to your purposes, oh God. I pray that you just have right away in every one of our lives. Make every home here today a sanctuary of the presence of God. Let your glory come down. And for all that you do for us, we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's close out with the song he's singing right there. Great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names, He's worthy of our praise. My heart will sing how great is our God. Is our God sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great How great is our God. He's a great God. Go in his love and peace. Shake hands with your neighbor and have a wonderful, happy new year.